Hello and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, bonus episode number four. If you guys listened on Tuesday, you know that we did an in-depth interview with Ian Sneed talking about tips and tricks for how to conduct a Ouija board night. Spoiler alert, his tips and tricks basically boil down to don't do it ever, never, never, don't do it, what are you doing, don't do it. But we really enjoyed Ian, and in fact, we went into a lot more detail on several areas that we weren't able to put in Tuesday's episode, so we wanted to release this bonus episode for you guys that explains a lot more of who Ian is, his backstory, and some more in-depth discussion on other details. So without further ado, here is the full uncut interview with modern sage Ian Sneed. Hey guys, so we're in the studio right now and we are continuing down our path to set up a night of Ouija. Bad idea. Oh, Chris. Chris I've here. been telling you this oh. for weeks. Mm. Who's the negative Nancy? Oh, Chris. Oh, <laughs> At least he's consistent. He's consistent, but mm-hmm. you know, Chris's concerns are, you know, strong. I was going to say valid, but then I switched to strong. <laughs> Not valid yet. Yeah, we'll but... we'll find out. I mean, we had a listener call in last week. And tell us a story about her kind of experience with spirits. And it was very interesting, but it didn't really scare us away. So we're going to continue down the path for We're now. a little more cautious. A little more cautious. Mm-hmm. And I think that what we really wanted to do is, you know, it's like, uh, you know, if I was going to go skydiving uh, alone for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, a skydiving instructor would say, don't do that. Go tandem. Uh, mm-hmm. And if sure. I was like, well, sure, that's good advice, um, but I'm going to uh, I'm gonna do it anyway. I would still hope that they would give me some tips and tricks. <laughs> Got <right>? it. <laughs> so we decided to reach out to, to um, someone who it had, does have expertise in this field, and that is Ian Sneed, who's joining us in the studio. Ian, welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me here. Absolutely. We are very excited to have you on. And, you know, I should – this is a, a little bit of a disclaimer – we do a lot of comedy bits on this show. This is not one of them. <laughs> no. Oh, right. We should preface that. <laughs> what you're about to hear is not a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there might be some jokes here and there, but this is a legitimate uh, segment that we wanted to bring uh, to you guys, but also, uh, you know, learn ourselves. Like, what if we decide to go down this path, like, what are the do's and don'ts and and kind of dive into it? But just to set the stage, you know, Ian, when I was looking at your website, you describe yourself as a modern sage. That's, That's right. like the big uh, phrase that you use. What exactly right. does that mean? Just so people have a little bit of context. No, absolutely. A lot of people have no idea that there's, you know, most people, they think of psychics, right? And psychics, you get, you run the gamut on psychics where there's charlatans of people that just like try to take your money. And then there's people that actually provide some sort of service that helps. But beyond that term, there are things like medium, there's things like oracles, and there's things like sages. And so what a sage does is a sage, uh, they connect to the flow of ideas, they connect to universal consciousness, and they use their innate celestial frequency to create change around them. So, so I've heard of this before. I've heard, uh, I actually went to a psyche that talked about this, uh, that certain people can tap into this frequency that others yes. may not be able to at that at their current skill level and I, right. I also heard that certain people uh might be or can anyone tap into this if they practice enough oh absolutely yeah the thing is like a lot of times people think oh psychics are born that way but they're not i was not born psychic i was born in a rough area i grew up around gangs trust me there's no reason mm-hmm. for me to ever like really want to be psychic i was worried about staying alive and just because of the way my life went and my own decision to pursue 
personal growth that led to like the spiritual growth and the spiritual expansion. And then I'm tapping into these things. And so anybody can do it. It's not like reserved for an elite special group of people. Right. Right. So this is a little bit like the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hour rule. Like if you just practice and like you're doing deliberate, if you know what to do and you're doing the right types of training, you can actually build these skills up. Exactly. That's interesting. So what does it mean in practical terms? Like you're, you, you kind of gave our, your description, but if I was trying to explain this to my grandma, um, you know, like what would, what would you say? Like, you know, she would be like, are you a psychic? And you would say, no, probably not. Or what, how would you describe that? I would say I can do what a psychic claims they can do, but I can do it naturally and without having to put on any kind of showmanship to make you believe that it's true. Right. So if, if we were having a reading, right, would you call it a reading? Uh, or, sure. Or, yeah. I mean, I say I do in, intuitive insight readings. Okay. That's would be the same as like a psychic reading. So you wouldn't be whipping out a crystal ball necessarily no, no, no. any of that. It's kind of literally, thing. it's like I would be sitting in front of you. If I'm sitting in front of you, I'd be sitting in front of you. I might use a deck of cards because what I do is I listen to angels and guides and, and souls really to kind of channel information from them. So it's not me telling you anything. Mm-hmm. That's that's the biggest thing is it's not me trying to figure it out. It's me trying to translate, but not trying to figure it out. So it's literally like I'd be having a conversation with you and you may not even know that I'm just translating information for you. It would just be like we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Now, if some people, they feel more comfortable if you have a deck of cards. So I pull out a deck of cards or if you have a pendulum. So I'll have a pendulum. Now, when you say deck of cards real quick, are you referring like a tarot deck or are you referring well, to some other type of deck? Yeah. So... Really, I could use any deck, but I don't use tarot decks because most people can get a tarot deck with a book and just memorize what all the cards mean. Right. And then they'll just regurgitate that information and look otherworldly. So all of the decks that I use are literally just pictures. And I kind of look at the picture and kind of tune into what you can pull from that picture that would relate to the situation at hand. So it's more of an intuitive um, Kickstarter as opposed to a traditional tarot deck. A lot of times these are called oracle decks, but I don't like using that term because there are actual people that are oracles and what they can do is amazing. So I don't like to associate a deck of cards with oracles. That's mm. like um that's like what you like you call like a black belt or something. That's like at a oh, level yeah. that's so high that you mm-hmm. that you don't want to be like right, misrepresentative exactly. of Right. You, you want to respect the fact that they got to that level of of spiritual openness. So. This is fascinating to me. I would love to ask you, when did you start noticing in your own life, like, oh, that's different than, you know, maybe some other people experience. Right. Like you said, you grew right. up in a, in a rough area and then you, you would, you got out of that and, the, or was yes. it, did you, what well, chicken or the egg? Was it like, I'm feeling <laughs> like, I'm feeling like some intuition within me is forcing me out or you got out on your own and then that no, came later? It was, so what happened was I was, I was still young. I was like 14 years old and I saw something go down that in my opinion should not have happened. And it made me question everything I was doing. And I told myself, okay, I have two choices. I I can continue down this path and probably end up like the people I'm witnessing right now, or I can do something different. And I decided to do something different. And I had no idea what that was going to be, but I knew it included getting out of where I grew up. And the only way to do that was through college. So I told myself, I need to become a better student. I need to become active and athlete, and I need to go and, and get into like a college program around people that are doing good things with their life. So that led to me having a philosophy course where the professor, as part of the the curriculum, he had us read a personal development book. Now, the funny thing is, 
I took two courses with him in the same semester. And he was like, are you sure you want to do this? Like two philosophy courses? I'm like, yeah, why not? Right. In each course, he had us read a different personal development book. And it's those books that like really threw me into this personal development. And as I read those books, there were just certain themes that really resonated. And it was when I touched on those themes that I, I kind of got excited. It was like an inspiration, kind of like an intuitive hit, but I didn't, I wouldn't have called it that back then. I just got excited about this subject and I started researching more into that subject. And I just kept going down the rabbit hole until I found myself, you know, looking up like chakras, how to see chakras, how to open your third eye, just the same thing most beginning spiritual but not religious people would probably find themselves in that situation i was doing the exact same thing the difference being it became kind of like a burning passion within me like you came you seem to have come to it later in life but do you feel like some people like very early on are tapped into this and like do people have an advantage or like a a skill from birth or an intuition earlier on it's not so much a skill from birth but there are souls before they incarnate, they make the decision that they're going to be more open. A lot of people, they say like, you know, we have a veil that's placed over our eyes before we incarnate, because if we knew everything coming in, what would be the point of being here? So some people, they have a thinner veil. Some people don't have a veil at all. Like Nikola Tesla is a perfect example. Like the things that he invented, it's not, it's not like he invented all of these things just out of nowhere. He didn't have as thick of a veil, so he was actually able to tap into what I'm going to say like is creative consciousness and bring those ideas and actually form them, create them here in this physical dimension. It's, I mean, an advantage if they want to pursue that as like a lifestyle, but at the same time, it's a disadvantage if they just want to have a normal life because there's some people that they just want to have a normal life. They want to go to school. They want to get an education. They want to get a job. They want to start a family and they just want to enjoy, I don't know, going to Disneyland once a year or something. If they have these natural skills but that's the life they want then this becomes a burden it's not because you can't turn it off once it's once you start doing it you can't turn it off that's what okay so i find this fascinating because a lot of what i hear i kind of am the most open-minded of this podcast group and in the show i often talk about what i call like the ghostly rules it's things that i've noticed multiple repeating patterns repeating Mm -hmm. patterns in either television shows or movies or what psychics have said just a variety of people have said and there's so many commonalities that i find and Mm -hmm. one of the ones that i uh that that you just said is that uh people are born kind of almost like they choose to before they come here they choose this what their life on earth is going to be and certain people are going to be choose to be more closed off. I, I don't want I don't want to have my life go in the direction where I'm, you know, experiencing whatever. I'm gonna deal with these set of problems or That's something. Right. And they might be much more grounded, you know, earth problems versus like other people who might be like, oh yeah, I want to go to I want to go to Earth and uh and really get into like this I want to help people psychically or help mm-hmm. people, you know, um, in this in this unusual way. So I can totally see, based on what you were just saying, like, yeah, I've heard this before. I've heard this, you know, like you ch- you make decisions on the other side, and then you come here and kind of experience those decisions here. For people that are more skeptical, what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of point to nature. Nature, you know about fractals. You know about there's there's patterns in nature that are mathematical, that are scientific, that you just cannot deny. But when you recognize those patterns on, let's say, a more physical experience, if you open up your mind just a little bit to consider the fact that you can only experience a certain percentage of 
the vibrational spectrum, right? Your eyes can only see a certain amount of colors. You can only hear a certain range of frequencies. So if you recognize that there are things that are outside of your physical ability to experience, but still apply those same patterns, then a lot of times these these topics like, you know, you you have an internal life that decides it's going to incarnate. A pattern like that can become much more understandable. And I'm not saying you have to accept it right away, but it becomes much more understandable because it fits that scientific point of view where those patterns and those fractals exist. Right. So, and also like the idea that, you know, I think a lot of times the best way to kind of get someone to become a little bit more open-minded, especially if they're very like scientific based is that even scientists don't know everything, right? They don't, they're still, that's why they're scientists. They're still trying to explore these things. So the idea that, uh, that there are things out there that are unexplained and we haven't just figured them out yet or different frequencies that we haven't found out quite how to tap or measure that yet doesn't necessarily mean that they don't exist. Yeah. The best scientists you'll see, the, the ones that are most respected will typically say that they don't know for certain anything they never know anything for certain even even is stuff as common as like gravity for example like that's like pretty certain but like if you talk to a real scientist they're like it's still called the theory of gravity that's right like we know what we know but we don't know what we don't know there's always this evolution that can change and turn on its head what we think we know for certain something as solid as that which Mm -hmm. is really interesting and like you said there's you know, really good scientists will always admit to that because it's a pro- it's a scientific process, right? That's they're, right. They're going to continue to experiment and uncover new and and more more advances. But oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, and that's why quantum physicists, like that realm of science, is really the leading edge at the moment. At the same time, as it's the leading edge of science, it's also starting to tap into spiritual thought, and that's really where science and spirituality begin to meet. And when when you can kind of get that bridge when when that bridge can be completed then a lot of what you know spiritual people are talking about will become much more accepted by the scientific community because they'll be able to point to things and be like yeah there's proof for that it may still only be a theory but it's the theory that's like 99.9 percent certain so they're still going to have that 0.1 percent but at the same time they're going to be pretty certain like if you're walking outside you're not going to float up into space right exactly yeah. right 99.9 percent chance mm-hmm. that you're not going to float into space <laughs> that's pretty I good like my odds yeah it's pretty good <laughs> but what we're really here for is to talk uh, these crazy people into learning more about ouija and why they may want to maybe not do that right there's a ton of questions that we could ask you about all of the stories that we've watched on the show <laughs> frequently things are like okay how in the world is that a fact-based yeah. story let's really dive into right. those details but like chris is saying like we um reached out to you originally because uh, you know, we wanted to have someone with some sort of expertise in this to either say like, oh, you know, what? one of the things that I think was really interesting that Chris told me when Chris reached out to you was um, you were very interested in doing it, more than happy to come and said, you only have one request. There can't be a Ouija board in the building when you're here. That's right. Yeah. Can you explain a little bit why, uh, why you feel that way? Yeah, uh, for various reasons. The first one being... <laughs> That what people don't recognize, they they look at the Ouija board as a game, as a piece of cardboard with ink on it. And, and I don't know, an extra little piece to move around. 
What they don't realize is the energetic element behind that is that board is a portal. And on the other side of that portal are different entities that want to go through that portal to get to this dimension. A lot of times those entities are not higher dimensional beings. They are lower dimensional beings and you do not want to mess with them. So whether the the portal is being used or not, the fact that you have it there means that something or yeah, something can get through. And when you are working constantly on spiritual development, positive vibes, trying to help people, you become a target. So if you guys had a Ouija board in the building, I would be more of a target for a lower vibrational being. Because you've tapped into that stream or whatever That's you right. call it. And then they're like, oh, he's more connected. It's like they can kind of, in a, in a sense, see you easier. They'll see me as a challenge. And because of that, they'll go after me harder than they will anyone else. Do you feel like, uh, like you said, it's just a board with writing on it. But in a way, it's like people are, uh, are it's a tool that people can use. And it could be, it doesn't have to be that board with a, with like letters on it. It could be something written on a wall with letters on it, right? Any way that you can communicate. If your intention is to dis- start conversations with beings outside of the physical realm, uh, that becomes a, what you call it portal, it, right. it becomes a vessel to interact. And it's kind of a shit show once you, you know, you have no choice as to what who you're going to interact with or what you're going to interact with. Oh, yeah, it's it's totally a gamble. And the thing about it is, if people are saying, I'm going to budget this, I'm going to bootstrap it and make my own board, that's a lot more dangerous than just buying one. Why is Be- that? Because they're actually putting their energy into it. So they're creating a portal with their own energy, which means if any kind of entity or being that is, let's say, malicious in nature decides, sees that portal and decides to come through, they are immediately connected to the person that created it. So we should make our board. (laughs) No, Mark, are you listening? Uh, (laughs) That that, is actually terrifying. Yeah, that's that's very terrifying. And it also uh, spells a lot of doom for the people at Hasbro. Uh, I I was thinking. Oh, my goodness. You know, that's the crazy part. Hasbro is a company that makes these... A toy company. Yeah, it's a toy company. Yeah, well, I mean, I think at this point, they have machines that make it. Oh, so it's probably not... Ooh, the machinery is haunted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Have you heard of any stories specifically with people who have used Ouija boards or or in, you've either heard from directly or know about that have not been the best experiences? Yeah, actually. So my family, we've always kind of been sensitive to the paranormal. And my family on my mom's side, they all grew up in Guatemala back in like the 60s. And, you know, it was, it was kind of like a poverty, the area they grew up in, the, grew up in, there was a lot of poverty, but they were still like, you know, teenage kids that wanted to know, does so-and-so like me? And they thought, well, let's make one of these boards and let's try it. So they made a board and, you know, they would ask questions and try to get answers. And and they've told me multiple stories. They've warned me my whole life, don't mess with it. I was always skeptical until I actually started doing my own personal growth. I was always skeptical. I was like, no, I don't believe that. But those stories, they shared them with me even when I was young. And there were things like after somebody played one of those games, they were walking home. And out of the shadows, someone was throwing rocks at, at that person. And I thought, okay, someone's following me, trying to mess with me. But the, the rocks were coming from all around them. So it literally would have to have been a group of people who were dead silent as they walked, throwing rocks. 
And the faster that person was walking away, like back home, the more the rocks were thrown. So that's one no. thing, right? Yeah, no, yeah. that's it's totally freaky. Yeah, no thanks. But on top of that, there's a story that my mom and my aunt played this game because my aunt, my aunt, even though she's like a scaredy cat with the paranormal, like don't tell her I said that, but she is. Um, <laughs> it's, it's out there. Now. It's out there. You can't take it back now. <laughs> so um, even though she's a scary cat with the paranormal, she decided like she wants to make this game. So she, her and my mom were playing and, you know, they were trying to ask those questions like, does so-and-so like me? Can you tell me this and that? And some entity came through and instead of answering their questions was being very vulgar, like complimenting them on their physique and sharing his ideas or its ideas of what it would do to them if it couldn't get control of a body. They were terrified and they're like, okay, we're done. You can leave now. And it would not leave. So they had to essentially force it back. And for a couple of weeks, they said they were terrified because they don't know, like, can you force one of those things back once it comes through? That's right. Yeah. Why, why even my, my opinion is why even put yourself in a situation where the possibility of this could, cause I've heard, you know, people that have used a Ouija board and they may actually get in touch with some, a, 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 a positive spirit, a, a, a friendly. The chances of that happening are about as likely as you winning the lottery. Really? Yes. So it's, it's so you're, you're almost saying that. Almost no matter what, if you use a Ouija board, you're probably going to be interacting with something that's negative. That's right. No, and, and why is that exactly? Is it that that positive entities, I mean, they certainly, you would say they would exist, right? But they, they're yeah. not using this as a communication device or... They don't need portals. The, the positive entities, they're higher dimensional beings. They don't need portals to come into the third dimension. So they can literally, like, they are present with you. Like your angels and guides, for example, are present with you the second you think about them. Right. If you have loved ones that passed on, they can they can be with you presently without you having to use one of these boards. So they don't need these portals. So why would they go looking for them? There's no purpose Hmm. for them. There's no purpose. Your advice would be for the do's and don'ts of Ouija. Uh, do not do it. Don't do it. That's right. right? Like that's, that's, right. that's, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. You can, you can quote me on that. Okay. Um, so let's say we take your advice, um, you know, which we're going to obviously continue down this road and, and Chris has already dropped out. Um, other people may or may not, but if we decide to do it, like the skydiving analogy I used earlier, if we decide to do it, are there things that we should or could do that would ensure a positive or a, uh, a slightly better? Yeah, or safe, <laughs> or safe. Yeah, like, like a, a slightly like safer. All right. So when my parents split, my mom was like heartbroken, and she thought, "I'm going to turn to this device one last time." But because she had so many bad experiences before, she prayed. Right? She prayed, and you know, she grew up Catholic, so she was praying to like the Virgin Mary. And she's saying, please protect me. She went, she bought holy water. She blessed the paper that she was using with holy water. She prayed to the Virgin Mary and then she blessed it again. She had a book of prayers with her and the Bible with her. She had all these things. And she said, if for any reason, you know, good does not come through this, whatever happens, do not allow bad to come through this. Like I'm asking for the massive amount of protection possible. So then, so she put the thing down um, and she put her finger on it and she asked questions. She said she was there for 30 minutes and not once did it move. So, in a nutshell, (laughs) if you do stuff to protect yourself, 
you're going to fail and it working at uh, any point. So you're saying the only good that can come of this is if you try to do it and if, nothing if, happens. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That is my stance 100%. That's fascinating. I mean, I don't know if I, I what Mark, Tiffany, what are you thinking like in this moment you're hearing? I mean, obviously, the, you know, you've been kind of open to the idea of doing it, but like does does this kind of change in any way your thoughts i think what chris is asking is do you want to be walking down a dark alley and have rocks thrown at you (laughs) that's basically well i do have a question um so let's say we do it something happens the whatever it is is not the nicest is it something because i've always been confused and i only know what pop culture has taught me about like hauntings or spirits or entities whatever is it tied to a place is it tied to a person can it be both like what she's saying this because she's planning on doing it in an apartment that she's moving out of very shortly after (laughs) so is she safe yeah Yeah, like it would just stay there because i don't like my building managers and like I, mean, I don't think you're taking this seriously. I'm go- no, I'm gonna it's do weird, this just but like to this, get him mad. I, yeah. Guys, I am actually being 100. She's serious. always been a little. She's like right no, behind I, Chris. It's funny. I don't consider. I, I consider myself pretty skeptical. I've never really considered myself a believer, but I'm one of those people that I'm like, why chance it? Why chance it? Like, why I, chance I, it? Like, right. I logically, I really feel like I don't think anything's gonna happen. I'm gonna, you know, honestly, but I'm also like. Well, you know, on on the off chance that it does, I don't need to do this. And so why? that's always been my stance of this whole thing. And I'm not going to lie. This actually makes me very nervous, which is why I'm asking the question. It's not a joke. That's that's actually a very (laughs) fair question. A lot of people don't think about like when they get into something like this. I'm the kind of person I'm going to tell you to take risks. I'm always the kind of person like if you're not taking risks in life, you're not living. In this situation, this isn't a risk. This is straight up like you're playing a losing bet that you know you're going to lose and you're putting all of your life savings down. That's what this is. So to answer your question, if something came through that was, let's say, not nice and it was you wanted to get rid of it, there there are ways to get rid of it, but you don't know the strength of the entity coming through. It might just be a trickster spirit. Trickster spirits are literally what they sound like. like they're not nice but they're also not malicious they just want to mess with you they want to pull pranks on you they want so if you're ever stumbling around like why am i stumbling around today like there might be a trick spirit messing with you right it's like the troll of the ghostly that's exactly (laughs) oh yes the tricksters are trolls that's really all it is it sounds like a trickster was throwing the rocks probably right because that was basically the extent of that yeah that would be a fair analogy yeah that could have been a trickster much stronger entities can come through than just a trickster so let me ask you this i guess <laughs> yeah. if you can see if you can see his face right now he's just slowly like putting his hands up and backing away from the microphone it's just gonna be you in the end jesse I doing know. this by yourself I was gonna, mm. so let me ask you this if a group of people theoretically not this group but a <laughs> generic group got mm. together and did this but none of the people that were involved actually believed that it were anything that they, they believed nothing they it was just like oh this is a stupid game that oh like you're something biologically with the human uh brain or the human body causes you know think you're th- this thing to move by itself or something would it work for people who don't believe in it so your belief is a form of energy right and the amount that you believe will impact the amount that you are affected so if you have no belief you're going to be affected very little. I say very little because that entity still exists and it has its own energy that it can do things with. 
So the impact will be very small. At the same time, the more you start to question your own belief, the more ground that entity gains, the more energy it gets, the stronger it gets. And it will keep doing that because it doesn't, they live in dimensions where time does not exist. Time is really a third dimensional thing. And it's really only how humans perceive time. That's why scientists will call it time space. Right. So these beings, they don't see it as, oh, this is taking forever. So they don't care how long it takes. They'll just keep at it until they get what they want. And if you're in any way scared of it, if there's a part of of you that is scared and showing weakness, does that change anything? Yeah. So fear also has its own energetic vibration. And it is kind of like, let's call it energetic food for these beings. At the same time, confidence and knowing that you are, let's say, like me as a sage, right? My and The celestial frequency that I have, that also becomes a challenge. So you're either scared and you're feeding them or you're not scared and you become a challenge for them. And then if you don't believe, then you're also a challenge because they're like, well, let's see how quickly I can get them to believe. Mm. So it sounds like if we decide to go through with this, we want to believe, but not too much, have confidence a little less than a lot, <laughs> and then but not be scared either. It's and then a we fine should be line, like, yeah, we really. should thread that needle and be okay. I think we're fine. Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> Guys, maybe let's just nix this and all go skydiving together. Is that another possibility? So you, just, you just like or? that because I brought Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go tandem. Yeah. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Ian, thank you so much for coming on and scaring us all to death. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, we can say mission accomplished there. Uh, You can find Ian on social media. Uh, I think you're real Ian Sneed on Instagram and Twitter. And you have a website as well. Yeah, my website, iansneed.com. Okay, fantastic. And Is that um, the best place for people to reach you is your social? Yeah, honestly, Instagram and Twitter are the best way to reach me. And then you can also follow me on Facebook. And all those social media handles are real Ian Sneed. And then Sneed is two E's, not E-A. Great. Ian, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and uh, we have to have you back for uh, for other topics beyond the Ouija. Oh, absolutely! I'd yeah, that, that would be fantastic because there's a lot of questions. If we're still here after the yeah, Ouija, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. If we're still here, we haven't been sucked into uh, another portal. <laughs> I have a quick question before we let you go. Um, what besides like having things thrown at you what i want to get an idea of what kind of like negative stuff could happen to someone if they were affected by some kind of being from you know is there, are we talking about like bodily possession or are we talking about like you know you're starting to see things that you know in the shadows like what kind of things examples do you know of what could happen <clears throat> so i'm kind of being told not to go into too much detail about that oh okay Death. Yeah. Could be the worst that comes from that. That's pretty bad. Okay. Yeah. So that's and, and, and not like not like a oh, we're playing oops, I died. Like a suffering, like exorcism that doesn't work kind of death. Okay. It's, well, yeah, let's it's not, not we won't go into it. No. No. I don't, uh, I don't need details. Thanks, Chris. I'm fine. Yeah. Thanks. Like when you asked me that question, I got a sinking feeling in my stomach. Great. And and they're like stop let's stop talking about that great i would love to stop talking about that all right with that we can wrap it up thanks uh ian again for joining us uh in the studio and uh yeah let's uh let's see how we all feel in a week Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm